You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. Decision-making comes from a specific part of our brains. SalesBrain is the first neuromarketing agency with a scientific persuasion model. They help companies capture, convince, and close more customers. I've invited Dr. Christoph Morin to join us to discuss how their four-step methodology utilizes the latest neuroscience studies to help improve marketing, sales, and your company's performance. Dr. Morin, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you, Richard, for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm very much looking forward to having you on the show. A mutual acquaintance of ours, Jim Canfield, asked that I say hello to you while you're here on the program. So hello from Jim Canfield. Let's get started by uh, asking you, uh, can you share a story about your professional life that sort of informs my audience of business leaders and CEOs a bit about your path and journey to being the sales, to the sales brain? Well, you may have uh, already detected a slight French accent. Nobody is perfect. I was indeed born in France. And uh, my father was an entrepreneur and a brilliant inventor. I was uh, the only kid in the family that took an interest in what he was doing. Especially, I was puzzled because many of his products would not really sell very well. And uh, I think early on in my life, I devoted so much time in, in observing and understanding why customers eventually buy a product and why they reject the product. So I became a, a market researcher. I've been CEO of several companies. And 15 years ago, I founded the company called SalesBrain, which is really de- dedicated to the decoding of what goes on in people's brain when they say yes to a product or when they say no. So, so uh, Dr. Morin, was there some technological breakthrough or advancement that allowed you to be able to do the research on the brain that was kind of foundational to to your approach or what is it that has put you in this space and allowed you to gain the research knowledge that you've been able to acquire well it's very simple uh, because for the longest time market research consumer research was based on asking people questions like you're doing now and you're trusting in that process that consumers are giving you the truth and are in fact able to articulate the reasons why they will commit to a product or a solution and my research revealed about 20 years ago that we simply do not have consciousness, awareness, or the competence of explaining and and bringing reasons to many of our purchases. So neuroscience, uh, which is a field I fell in love with and decided to uh, get a, a degree in, in mostly media neuroscience, offered for the first time the possibility of bypassing this conversation and tapping and collecting information straight from people's brain. 
And that was effectively a technological breakthrough that brought in this new field called neuromarketing, which is primarily exploring brain response rather than just what people are able or willing to say. We're talking with Dr. Christoph Moore, and he is the chief pain officer for Sales Brain. He's also their CEO and founder, and um, we're exploring this idea. And I have had over the years on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, by the way, this is our 1,030th podcast edition, um, other people who have, who are working in the field of neuroleadership and neuroscience, and they've talked to me about how foundational the fmri machine has been to their ability to monitor the brain activity etc i'm wondering in your studies is that a is that an enabling technology that you've relied on as well or are there other platforms that give you the information on brain activity to help your audience, functional MRI are um, very intimidating machine <laughs> to which you can roll people in. It's harmless, and therefore you can do incredibly interesting research, uh, but it's really expensive, and there are ethical uh, considerations to take uh, into account that makes the commercial use of fMRI problematic. I actually wrote the code of ethics for neuromarketing and would not recommend you know a mass use of fMRI. The good news is that there are other techniques primarily electroencephalogram, EEG, that are monitoring activity on the surface of the brain and can do so uh, without really making you uncomfortable. We can also monitor uh, the extent to which people are sweating with a technology called galvanic skin response. And more importantly, in the last five years, we have now fabulous software that can help us decode facial expressions. As you know, we have, as humans, uh, this incredible ability to communicate an enormous amount of information, but a lot of those micro-expressions, as they are called, are uh, triggered below our level of consciousness. And so with software, we can effectively, real-time, determine the extent to which people are happy, sad, or upset. So this is exciting, and I I have been looking forward to having you on the show since I first heard you were going to be a guest for this segment. What I think I hear you saying, Dr. Morin, is that when you ask somebody the rationale for making a purchasing decision, that is less valid than if you scientifically observe their responses, which is actually the physiology, etc., that tells you more accurately how they've been persuaded. Is that what I'm hearing so far from you on the show? That's exactly what you're hearing, and you can see, by the way, how in, intimidating, if not threatening, <laughs> what I'm saying is for the, the traditional view of market research. I am not necessarily suggesting that all form of classical market research surveys, focus groups, are invalid, but I'm uh, strongly advocating the pursuit of more objective information that comes from the collection, as you have correctly uh, characterized, of neurophysiological data. We can do that now without infringing upon people's uh, freedom and and integrity and and uh, sense of, of, of protection of their own data, if you will. But we can report millisecond by millisecond information that is simply not shareable by anybody. And that data 
as a media psychologist, as a professor of media and neuroscience, that data has very much revolutionized our understanding of the effect of advertising, of the effect of movies, of the effect of, of political, you know, pitches, anything that has some sort of persuasive or influential content mm-hmm. has a massive amount of effect below our level of consciousness. Well, um, so a follow-up question. The audience that generally listens to the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast is a national-slash-international audience of leaders running companies with basically $100 million in annual revenue turnover or less. So, you know, 5 to $100 million, so middle market kind of companies, lower middle market kind of companies. Are you finding in your research that... Two questions. First question is, are you fu- who, who is able to avail themselves of the type of work that you're doing? Are they middle market companies, as I described, or are, they, are these, is this the bastion for larger companies? And the follow-up question is, is this in addition to a B2C kind of model? Are you seeing B2B companies using this technology to help improve their sales? Okay. The question that I was hoping you would ask, because it's true that when I start talking about research and using complicated, uh, you know, algorithm to make sense of data, you may think that this is just for the big guys. And yes, we have worked for Facebook and and many other large companies, but we serve primarily mid-market companies because they have the flexibility and the agility and the will to be edgy and to be ahead of many of the big companies. Uh, You can be very cost-effective in using neuromarketing by just buying a book. And I'm not really hoping to necessarily uh, generate a lot of sales here, but the point is we've made it quite easy and simple to grasp the ultimate value of neuromarketing, which is a set of principles that you can apply to improve your ability to persuade without doing any kind of research. The other end of the spectrum is, yes, you can investigate for your own clientele, and yes, there are ways to do neuromarketing research uh, in the business-to-business world. For instance, we use a technology that is scanning and doing um, emotional interpretation of voice. Now, being in the business of radio, you obviously know that we have the ability as humans to pick up from people's moods if they're excited, if they're passionate, or if they're kind of uh, telling you half-truth. Well, we have a software that helps us do that, not to detect lies, but to really go beyond, again, the words that people use and neurophysiologically verify that they are effectively feeling what they say. And all these techniques can be used for very reasonable budgets in the context of selling software or airplanes. This is uh, interesting. So this is a B2B opportunity as well as a B2C opportunity. I, I just Okay, outstanding. So we're going to take our first and only short stop here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. When we come back, uh, Dr. Moore, and I wonder if, if you could help us uh, give a little bit more substance to what I said in the open, which is what is the four-step methodology that you write about in your book, that you work with your clients, and the, the neuromap, and how does this help improve marketing, sales, process people, and performance? Can we talk about your four-step methodology when we come back? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We have an outstanding guest on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, and we'll be back after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, 
was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I told you we'd be back shortly. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime, anytime, I say, on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guests' websites who've put their show on their platform. And since we started in 2009, our show has reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream, our podcast, and the other platforms that we use to reach you, our listening audience. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, in your favorite podcasting software, and you'll automatically start receiving our Wonderful interviews with interesting guests like Dr. Christoph Morin, who is the author of the book and also works at and leads SalesBrain. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about the four-step program and the methodology that you're using. Can you elaborate on that, Dr. Morin? I'd be happy to. Our research has shown that uh, the first step to the creation of an effective website or an effective pitch is really to augment and magnify a pain, a fear, or a threat that consumers uh, face. Now, why this idea of maximizing pain? Well, at a very deep primal level, uh, the dominance in our brain is very much the, the layers in our brain that are still responsible for our survival. And we spend an enormous amount of time scanning and, and paying attention to threats, more so than opportunities. So the first step is to consider that you are, regardless of what you sell, first and foremost in a pain elimination business. Um, this is an important aspect because often in, in sales pitches, we see companies talk about themselves, how they do stuff, and they completely miss the idea of what the pain is. I would argue that my dad did this by making machines and really remarkable inventions that nobody really wanted. So pain assessment is the number one. Two, limit your value proposition in a maximum of three benefits. We call that your claims. Now, why three? Because our brains have you know, limits to how much cognitive effort we're willing to dedicate to a sales message. And three is that magic number beyond which we tend to disconnect from a persuasive message. Gain is all about the necessity of providing evidence to the brain, because without evidence, we continue to uh, assume that the message is abstract, is not real. And therefore, in what you do to grab and sell, you need to provide compelling evidence, visual evidence, customer testimonials, videos, all of that participate in strengthening your sales message. And the last step is really bringing all of that, that pain, claim, gain equation to levels that make the message emotional and memorable. And there's lots of other tactics that people can, in fact, learn on our website for free at salesbrain.com, but ways by which you can optimize a website or a sales message on the fundamentals of how the brain works. And how long did it take you to take all this 
science and research and break it down into these four elements? I would say a lifetime. Uh, the business was effectively created in 2002. We're, in fact, uh, in the middle of our second book, uh, which will be published in, in Q1 by Wiley. This is life work, and work, as I know you have yourself dedicated a lot on leadership, is work that keeps uh, getting better, I hope. <laughs> and as I'm not getting younger, the, the science is strong. The, the commitment now and interest is growing. It's no longer a curiosity, which is why I'm so happy that I get invited on shows like yours. It, it's going to take a while, however, as you can imagine, for the, the world of advertising to recognize and provide a more, more space for scientific inquiry. A lot of advertising agencies are still quite happy to not have ultimate, you know, scientific accountability. I believe that lots of messages are completely wasted from the onset, and they shouldn't. And that's what science can bring. It's more discipline, more quality messages, less waste. So we're talking with Dr. Christoph Morin. He is the chief pain officer at Sales Brain. We're talking about the content of his book and the life, his life's research and work. Originally, the first point is magnify a fear. So your research has proven to you that uh, that is a more powerful marketing and sales message than an aspirational one that appeals to their uh, hopes and dreams. Pleasure isn't as motivating as pain. That's right. And our research has, has been in line with very powerful thinkers, for instance, Daniel Kahneman, uh, a, a, a very well-known behavioral economics uh, researcher, uh, long established that we are primarily loss-avoiding machines. Now, we seek gain, yes. and certainly our ration, uh, rational brain and our capacity to think can identify opportunities we pursue. But as you have observed, when you look at massive exits from stocks that have uh, somehow um, fallen off the preferred list, we see movements of crowds that are primarily driven by loss avoidance. And therefore, in our approach, we claim and have verified with hundreds of success stories that you are better off maximizing the pain that you eliminate rather than selling blue sky. And, and yes, it's bold and it's unusual, but it does work. And, and, and your second point is to keep your value prop to three benefits. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking of the nursery rhymes right three little pigs three blind mice yeah. so there must be uh, there must be a reason why three has has evolved to be that magic number keeping it simple right three is the maximum the brain can retain yeah and it's mostly because um cognitive effort which is something we measure especially with the electroencephalogram is a huge deal in our brain we just hate having to work and think more than we have to. And it's an amazing uh, aspect of how you look at websites and brochures. We love to spray and pray. <laughs> we love to think that if right. we give 20 reasons why people should buy from us, at least a few are going to stick. And it's the exact opposite you need to do to engage the brain. You actually need to do the hard work of selecting or what I say distilling part of your value proposition that really does matter 
particularly to crush the pain. And from that, the interest will grow. It's not the other way around. And I would think, Dr. Moran, that 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 might be slightly situational. In other words, you might have a list of more than three, but maybe history has taught you an experience that three these three tend to be the most powerful but maybe in certain situations uh, one might be substituted in that that the that the salesperson might feel might carry more weight is is that possible or is your research say you got to find the three that are universally the most convincing no, you're making an excellent point, and, and that's why step one is the diagnosis of the pain. So to the extent that you're in front of a crowd for which the pains are slightly different, we recommend that our client would somehow modify or update their claims. But we do insist that they don't go beyond three. So um, the first two, you when, when I'm listening and, and connecting with what you're saying, it really sounds like to me these are evolutionary realities of man's state in this world. In other words, uh, kind of working backwards, uh, the, the you can only expend so much energy because we're probably energy-conserving machines in our history because you never knew when a panic would happen or something would require excess energy. Plus, historically, we were energy-depleted because we didn't have the kind of food systems that we have today. So from, a, from an evolution point of view, Conserving energy was quite important, especially in the brain, because it uses so much. And your other idea of eliminating fear is more powerful than gain. Well, to survive, you had to make sure, first of all, you weren't in harm's way. So am I at all directionally correct with saying that a part of your research reflects our history as an animal and the evolution of man? Or have I gone too far in that point? No, you're right on. And and certainly in our book, we do uh, uh, remind people to the extent that they're willing to hear that message that we are animals and, and that we are, in fact, uh, navigating a world where we may not fear to be eaten by a lion, but we're still getting 20,000 uh, know, sales messages per day that are attempting to grab our attention, that are attempting to deliver understanding, that are attempting to find space we call memory, and that are attempting to to influence us and move us towards action. What is truly the probability that your message can win if your message 10,622? <laughs> and, and therefore, the urgency in sales and persuasion is to recognize this environment in which we are animals, in which we are largely influenced below our level of consciousness. doesn't mean we're stupid. It means, however, we've relied and continue to rely on millions of mechanisms in the brain that we have barely access to. And that's a good thing. <laughs> so, so when you say the next step in your four-step process is then to support your benefits and your claim with facts, what type of example or examples of facts would you suggest that my audience consider employing at that point? We've made it easy, in fact, for the people we've trained, and by the way, we've trained over 100,000 people in 30 countries. Um, there are four types of gain evidence we recommend. The first one, and by far the most effective, is to use customer testimonial, because this idea that you can find someone that may look like you appear, and, and we'll articulate, especially on video, facially, how happy and satisfied they are, is 
is the compelling evidence that as animal we know we need to move on and and adopt something. So customer testimony, particularly on video, are, are golden nuggets. The second form of evidence is to create a mini event, we call that a demo, that you can assess in the present the presence of a salesperson, it could be a video, and from that present moment, you, in fact, can instantly assume that the future is going to look like the present. As animals, we have limited capacity in our primal brains to envision the future, but we have immense capacity to assume that what we experience is going to happen in the future. And the third is data which is not actually very effective to the extent that data will increase cognitive effort. And the fourth, which is the least effective but often the most used, is to project vision. Is to say you're going to change the world because you have this wonderful in invention. But the problem with primal brains, which tend to derive that initial level of interest, is they don't understand what the future is. I tell my clients, you know, we're trying most of the time to influence five-year-olds. And five-year-olds don't worry or don't care about what's going to happen next week. <laughs> This is, this is an interesting conversation on our Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast with Dr. Christoph Morin. He is the chief pain officer for SalesBrain. We're talking about just some of the fine work that he's done with hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Finally, you, you were talking about linking this all to an emotional connection so that it becomes memorable and impactful. Can, can you explain simply for my audience why that's the important fourth step in your methodology? I'd be happy to. Emotions are chemicals, and you know, when you start looking at neurobiologically speaking what they perform, they, they really do uh, guide our decisions in milliseconds uh, below our level of awareness. By the way, feelings, which is what we assume is the same as emotions, are the interpretation that we have of the effect of emotions on us. But emotions are triggered primarily uh, as chemicals below our level of consciousness. Emotions, it's been proven, reinforce and increase our retention. In other words, I tell my, my you know, trainees and clients that emotions are the glue of your message. You cannot tell, you cannot influence without an emotional cocktail. And, and that's an important message in business. As you know, Richard, so many PowerPoint presentations are boring. Oh so many messages are just dealing with the facts, assuming that that's going to be enough to engage. It isn't. You're wasting your time if you don't specifically look after a particular emotion. Could be laughter, could be sadness, could be anger. You, as a persuader, must make the conscious decision that you're going to trigger an emotional cocktail. Do you, do you advise using stories to help make that emotion real in the mind of the buyer? Absolutely. Stories are um, extraordinarily powerful. We, we do in the book talk a lot about the, the evolutionary side of stories. Stories have been transmitted for thousands of years because they are very much like a movie in our heads. The minute we engage into a story, um, all forms of visualization and, and mirroring is happening in our brain. Uh, we have special neurons that are called mirror neurons that tend to kick in in the presence of others, uh, either because we're affected by emotions we see or emotions that we imagine. So, yes, stories are powerful templates that, by the way, don't work unless there's some sort of emotional lift. 
we all know that a flat movie doesn't work on us. We need that cycle of fear and happiness to make us pay attention and retain stories. So the the four steps that you've outlined here on Critical Mass Radio and Show and Podcast, are they to be followed in sequential order as you've just described them? They are, and that, one, because it's easy, and two, because we want our customers to not assume they can bypass a test, a text, uh, I'm sorry, a step. And that, that means, really, your claims are going to be as good as your, pain, as your pain diagnostic is. Your evidence will be as good as your claims have been identified. So we decided to follow more a total quality approach, both for simplicity and efficacy, and we know it works that way. In your experience, having trained so many people in so many different parts of this world, have, have you found that certain companies, CEOs, salespeople get this model and are more effective with it than others? Or is this the kind of thing that if there's a level of commitment to the process and integrity with the effort, the, the amount of gain that's realized is kind of similar or, or in line with others who've put similar effort in and, and integrity? Yeah, it's a great question, and um, you won't be surprised if I tell you that companies from the CEO down to other levels that really embrace this model have truly phenomenal results. It is not working if you're just tinkering with the method and using you know, two steps out of the four steps, or if it's not fully reinforced in the organization that you are... Uh, not only authorized to create emotional cocktails when you present, but you are rewarded for doing so. And there are organizations, as you know, that just simply do not want uh, creativity and originality and boldness uh, to be long. And this is so, what... Yes, culturally it doesn't work, but, but those that do follow those principles have had great results. I, I didn't mean to step on you, but I got excited because I love it when I find... Um, tools that are a comparative advantage for companies that listen to my radio show and are in my learning community here in Southern California. This is this is why you said mid-market companies can benefit from this methodology because they can adapt to it because they, they're more flexible, it sounds like to me, where you might meet more resistance in larger companies. Absolutely, and the agility of CEOs of mid-market companies make them, frankly, our ideal clients because you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, the corporate layers and uh, sheriffs that defend the brand or want to control part of the message and would not allow a model, especially a model that is informed by science, to, you know, change the game. So, yes, mid-market companies have an amazing uh, advantage in adopting these cutting-edge approach. And, and we'd have to serve them. We're going to play a gong right now. And hold on a second, ladies and gentlemen. And that's because, Dr. Moran, my uh, loyal audience knows that whenever they hear the gong, they need to rewind the, the audio and recapture the last couple minutes of conversation because that's a teachable moment. And you just, you, um, you've given me a number of those throughout the show and I would have gonged you too much so I held off until towards the end because I want my audience to uh, I'm going to be letting my entire 
community of business leaders here in Southern California know that they need to start by listening to this podcast and then investigating your intellectual property in some more detail because um, I found this to be a truly rewarding time that I've spent with you here on the radio show. Do you, do you speak on the mainland? I know you're in Hawaii. Do you, do you get to the continent here? Do you speak in the U.S.? Absolutely. Uh, I spend almost 60% of my time on the mainland, uh, quarter million miles a year on average. And so there's a lot uh, of uh, communities of businesses that we have worked for in multiple parts of the U.S. and, and the world. So I'd like to make the request here on the radio show and podcast that if you have plans to come to Southern to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to San Diego, if you're planning to come anytime in the, later this year or next year, please keep me in the loop because I would love to try to organize an event to put you in front of members of my critical mass and Renaissance Executive Forum's learning community here. I would love to do it. I often go to Southern California. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for inviting me, especially to your show today. No, I, you know, people ask me throughout the year, you know, uh, you know, if I'm going to listen to your show and get an idea of the kind of value of the programming, what, what would be one of the shows that you would suggest that I listen to? And um, one of the shows that I always recommend is the founder of UGG Brands. I had him on the show last year, and it was mm-hmm. an amazing entrepreneurial story of how he built the brand here in the united states a lot of teachable moments your your show now has i I put i'm putting your show officially on that list because i believe very much in what we've talked about and wish i had more time to spend with you um but would recommend if someone like me would like to learn more about your work where would you suggest they go online sir um, salesbrain.com certainly is a good a spot. We just uh, created a, an online um, uh, uh, option, which is salesbrainu, the letter u.com, where you can uh, uh, listen and stream to presentations and keynotes that uh, my partner and I have given uh, over the last uh, 10 years. And certainly, uh, don't be shy. I'm a very approachable a person and, and be happy to chat with anyone who has an interest in, in neuromarketing or, or doing a private event. I love the fact that, techno- that medical technology is finally giving people such as yourself the ability to really quantify what up to this point has been an inexact science of persuasion. And it sounds like you uh, are really doing some of the most advanced work, and it's for the benefit of middle market companies, which is so fantastic, and, and I really want to thank you for being a new friend of the program and a part of the Critical Mass Renaissance Executive Forums community here. You're very welcome, Richard. I am uh, happy to have met you, and, and I'm happy and honored that you've uh, selected me for your show. You were awesome, and I will be singing your praises and directing people <laughs> to this show uh, effectively Great. tomorrow when it's up on iTunes and Stitcher. Wonderful. Thank and you. I will promote it, of course, uh, as well on my own social uh, media networks. I truly look forward to meeting you uh, in, an, hopefully, in the not too distant future as well. And I will be doing me- more background and research into your work and bringing it into my community. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good day. Thank you, Richard. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, I'd like to thank uh, our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, the way to do it would be, first of all, on Twitter, I'm CEO Peer Groups. LinkedIn and YouTube, Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. My Facebook page is Critical Mass for Business. 
as is my website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 